In life, we all know that some things can happen unexpectedly. Some may ultimately change your heart and shift your direction. This is a journey of love and how the Holy Spirit did exactly that. This story will walk through the 24 months of an incredible soul-felt journey with God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. He will share in many events that could be considered spirit-led or miracles. This is Triune Loves Me with Lori Garner. Hi, this is Lori. Welcome back. I'm so happy that you came back again today to listen to my story. On the last episode, when I left you, we were dancing. This high on life mood went on for days. I found myself meditating with Elohim. I listened to music. I had photography. I was going to church, and I was spending quality time with my family and friends. I felt life at this point couldn't be any better. On the last episode, I also mentioned that I felt like my heart was being circumcised, and I gave an example that I felt like my heart was like an onion with all these layers, and God was peeling these layers back one at a time. Now, all these days of living life on the high, all of a sudden, I hit a dark spot. That was my dark layer, and I crashed and I burned. Now understand, I went from this love high to the complete opposite. I went from a very high to a very low, and I found myself in this sadness and despair. I felt like I had a hole in my soul and I didn't know why. I cried for days and days. My family and friend watched this and they tried to support me as much as they could. They told me possibly I need to see a therapist that I was just showing my vulnerability. That's an ugly word to me. Now my friend that I called the spark in the previous episode was starting to pull away. Once again, I found myself trying to find my balance. At this time, my church was doing a fireworks show for the 4th of July, and I volunteered to be the photographer. Still feeling that ugly word vulnerable, I went ahead and got ready because the fireworks show was that day got in my car, drove to the church, parked my car, got out, strapped my backpack on, grabbed my camera, and I proceeded to make my way through the crowd. Now at this time, I only knew approximately two people there. But as I made my way around this crowd, I found something very peaceful about it. There was a loving atmosphere, there were families playing, they were hugging, they were enjoying each other's company, children were running around and laughing, there was music in the air, and I felt in my soul I needed to be there at that moment. I continued capturing life through my lens. And then as night fell, I found myself on a pinnacle off to the right. And then all of a sudden, I heard the noise of a firecracker being shot off, and it blew up right over my head. So where I was positioned, I actually had the fireworks show directly over my head. And as each one of these fireworks went up in the air and burst into multiple colors, I could see the whole crowd and you could see the wonderment that they were seeing, and the kids were like in awe. It was a beautiful moment to witness. And I knew my purpose that day was to capture life. Now I still felt vulnerable, and I was still crying. 
And I called out to Elohim and I asked him, why did you take her? Why did you take my sister? She's my big sister and she always led me everywhere. And I heard in my soul, she's still leading you. She's just leading you to heaven. And when that happened, I stopped crying. And I had a peace in my soul about it. When this happened, I immediately called my friend to share this victory with her. And at that point, I realized that she was pulling back and stopping all communications. We did have a little text here and there, but at this point, she was no longer there. And now I found myself dealing with another loss, and more tears fell. At this point, I was a little bewildered and confused. I had felt this great love that I couldn't contain, and then I crashed and burned, and I felt grief for the loss of a friend. And then I asked Elohim, why did you pick her? Why did you pick my mom or my girlfriend, Debbie? They've known me all my life. Why her? I would never want to hurt anyone. Why her? And he said, I picked her because I knew she would run and you needed to do this by yourself. I realize now when I look back that the pain I felt helped me grow. And she will always have a special place in my heart for the role that she played. And then I started writing, which surprised me very much because I've never been a writer. As a matter of fact, I had a friend in Florida tell me, you should write more on your Facebook post. And I said, oh, I just throw a quote up there and I'm done. But all of a sudden, I was purging my feelings in writing. And everything is in my iPhone, by the way. It's on my notepad. And as time went on, I heard in my soul, get baptized. And I go, what? I've been baptized. Why am I getting baptized? And then again, get baptized. And I'm like saying, why am I getting baptized? I found myself having an argument with Elohim. We went back and forth and back and forth, and he wouldn't leave me alone till I said, okay, I'll get baptized. I opened up my computer, I signed up to get baptized, and then he got quiet. He got what he wanted. Now, one thing I found out in my journey is when he wants something, he gets it. He's very patient. And he's going to get it, so you might as well give it to him the first time. Now, a few weeks went by, and I got a call. And they asked me if I wanted to come in for an interview for a job I had applied for. And I said, sure. And it was at a Starbucks in Franklin. So I got dressed and went in for the interview. I met with a hiring manager by the name of Amanda. We sat over coffee, and I chatted with her and told her a little bit of my experience. And she told me a little bit about the job. Ten minutes into the conversation, she put her hand out and shook my hand and told me, you're hired. I've never been hired on the spot. Now, what I found amusing at the time was the company name. The company's name was LifeTouch. And the position was for a photographer working in the churches all in Nashville and surrounding areas. Go figure. It had to be him, too. We concluded our interview, and I walked outside and I looked up and said, thank you. And then I laughed and said, I now found your sense of humor. You put me in a position doing photography in churches all over Tennessee that's name is Life Touch? Really? As I got in the car and started home, the phone rang, and it was Pastor Chris. And he said, hey, this is Pastor Chris. I said, hi, Pastor Chris. He goes, is this a good time? I said, sure. I said, I just landed a job with a company by the name of Life Touch. It's a great time. He said, I see you signed up to get baptized. And I said, yes, I did. And he said, well, I need to ask you, why do you want to get baptized? 
And I said, well, I said, I was baptized once before, but I had no clue why. I said, and now I know why I want to get baptized. And he said, well, that's a great answer. And he said, we'll baptize you. I said, that's awesome. We said our goodbyes and the conversation ended. So I have about 30 days now before the baptism, and I decided to take a hiatus from social media for that time so I could prepare a slideshow and then put my slides in the end of my baptism and share it with my friends and family. So I had been working on the slideshow, and the slideshow was coming along, and I had used a song, and I thought, oh no, the song that I used might have a copyright issue, and I could not share it on social media. The song was Born Again by Corey Asbury. So I thought, well, what do I have to lose? I'm going to go out there and I'm going to text Corey and see if he'll allow me to use the song. It was actually on a Sunday that this was happening. So I went ahead and I sent them the text. And I said a little prayer and I went to take a shower. And as I came out of the shower, I look at my phone and he had already responded. And he said, go for it. I was really thrilled about his kindness because he didn't have to do that. And it was an amazing thing. So I really thank him for that. As the baptism date got closer, I felt an urge to clean house, so to speak. I didn't feel I could get baptized with a few things that were still pending from my past. So I contacted some people that I used to know and just told them that I loved them and told them about my experience. And I cleaned out some old skeletons that were in my closet and I moved on. And I felt I was ready to get baptized at this point. Well, the big day came and it was my day to get baptized. I arrived at the church, I changed my clothes, My family came, my daughter, my son-in-law, the kids, and my husband, and we had two photographers there and Pastor Chris. The funny thing was, I was getting baptized, guess where? The coffee house. And again, I found his sense of humor. It truly was an amazing afternoon for me. This particular episode brought me through some grief that I didn't know existed, and it was with my sister, and he gave me peace. I didn't realize that today would have been six years that she had passed away. I hadn't planned on this particular episode being done on that day. It just happened. So I would like to dedicate this one to her, and I would like to read you a meditation, but first let me tell you a little bit about how I meditate. I do not sit on the floor and cross my legs and put my hands in my lap and chant things that I don't understand, and I respect people that do that. However, I meditate for my lazy boy. I put earbuds in and I listen to music that moves my soul. And what happens with me is a story sometimes will unfold. And during this journey, when that story happens, I've been writing them down. And I have one that I'd like to share with you where my sister appeared. It's called A Sister's Love. The narrator began, his voice was soothing to my soul. He laid the groundwork for a story to unfold. He placed me on a bridge and said, we are gonna cross that bridge to the dense forest. My mind drifted and I slowly began to cross the bridge. There was a stream a few hundred feet below. Rapids could be seen in the distance and bubbling water made its way downstream where the clear water flowed into a peaceful pool. I walked until I finally stepped my foot on this crunchy gravel just on the other side of the bridge. The dense forest was nothing like the narrator described. I saw cotton candy trees, pink and airy and soft. They stood tall on white cone-like trunks, much like you would see at the local fair. There were two rows outlining the beautiful brown brick road ahead. 
I could see large swirl lollipop trees in various primary colors in the distance. I was a child about the age of six. The wonderment and innocence could be felt in my soul. I was in awe and I had an excitement of a child that just found this amazing place made of candy. I made my way through the path laid out before me and then the narrator said, there's a cabin, go in. So I crept in and began to look around and to my surprise, I was joined by my sister. She must have been all of about nine. Her hair was honey blonde and it fell in soft curls at her shoulders. And she had black framed glasses. I hugged her tightly and said, where have you been? I've missed you. And she said, I've been around. You've just been too busy to see me. And I'm here now, and I brought a friend. His name is Jesus, and he's going to be our teacher today. He pulled a large book from the shelf. He smiled and proceeded to sit in the chair in the corner of the room. His hair was brown, shoulder length. He had a beard, and he was dressed in an off-white robe. He was wearing sandals, and my sister and I giggled. She has always guided me growing up, and this time was no different. She grabbed my hand and said, here, sit next to me. We were so excited to hear the lesson, so we quickly sat down. He said, the title of this story is Love Never Dies. His voice and words spoke to our hearts. My sister scooted closer to me and placed her arm around my shoulder and smiled. We must have been there for hours. It was a surreal moment and faded away to a feeling of peace and love, and it left me with a hunger in my soul to hear more of his soothing voice. It's a voice that will capture your heart. When he finished the story, he closed the book and laid the book down and said, come sit on my lap. We eagerly joined him, one on each of his knees. He wrapped his loving arms around us and gave us a long hug. I could see my sister press her face into his chest, her eyes closed and she radiated with this undescribable love. I will carry that image with me in my heart forever. He then looked at me and said, do you have any questions? I was at a loss for words. But I cupped my hand near his ear to tell him a secret. I said, thank you for bringing her here and showing me this love. And he smiled and said, you're welcome. Now you have to go back home and share this love with others. He picked me up and placed me on my feet on the wooden floor. They both walked me to the door, and I hugged them again and said, I love you. I turned and made my way down the path. I turned to look back, and they were both standing in the doorway holding hands, waving goodbye. I followed the road through the cotton candy trees, and I thought, I should feel sad. But I felt this peace, this joy, and a love that I couldn't describe. And the music faded, and the meditation ended. Now, when I have these meditations, I usually get a lesson, and this was no different. And the lesson for this meditation was, love never dies. No matter the distance, time, or space, it's a gift, innocent and pure. It's the sweetest ingredients of life that we can share. It's like Candyland. Don't ever lose the opportunity to love or to be loved. As our time together comes to a close this week, I'd like to leave you with one question. Do you believe in miracles? And then I'd like to invite you back next week to listen and share with me why I do. 
Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed our time together as much as I have. Wishing you an amazing week this week filled with abundant love. This is Laurie signing off. Be kind, be loved, and be the amazing you. Please hit the subscribe button and the like button and leave me a comment. I truly would love to hear from you. This has been Triune Loves Me with Lori Garner. To learn more about Lori's unique journey, visit her blog, Triune Loves Me, at blogspot.com. And be sure to join Lori next time for another episode of Triune Loves Me.